Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Eight fourteen Central African time. Just looking at the correspondence that we got for this segment of ours. It says, "Good day, Mr. Khan and Dr. Hassan." I listened to the Breakfast Club via audio streaming from the Northwest Province. The segments are informative and wow. Would love to indulge Dr. Hassan. We know that Dan Brown's book, Da Vinci Code, was deliberately written to undermine religion and usher in secularism and a godless future. I never thought things will move so fast. Same-sex marriages in churches, a rise of satanic churches without objections, and single apparent boom. Also, women priests and Zionist control of the world, not forgetting the COVID debacle. I want to know, how do uh, like-minded people who obey divine law fight or do obey divine laws fight this prime evil that has engulfed us, perhaps more so the Christian world than the Muslims? Okay, please air your views. We'll listen intently. Brother in humanity, Craig. Rafiq Hassan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and tell me how you're doing this fine, beautiful morning. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, Brasha Fawad. Lovely sunshine winter morning in Durban. Beautiful, Rafiq. And are you shining? And uh, you'll be shining on uh, the platforms of Sirius FM this morning. How do you respond uh, to a brother in humanity, Craig uh, Rafiq? The next 10 minutes is yours. Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam Fatima Nabiin wa ba'd Well Very very interesting Brother Craig um, I must thank you firstly uh, For bringing up a, a book which I felt is one of the Most important books For this millennium Yes I'm choosing my words Correctly brother Safar We are 2021 but this book is about this millennium when it started in the year 2000. Dan Brown's, uh, uh, you know, book is actually describing what we are going through already in the last 20 years, the first two decades of this millennium, is exactly to the T what Dan Brown is saying in his book. Now, concerning what he said about religion, just to start with, the, just to show that uh, uh, Brother Craig it's spot on. Uh, on page 451 of the book, now I'm holding the book in my hand as I'm talking to you, brother. So I'm reading from the book. Uh, the book is only 605 pages. Uh, so, you know, if we really want to uh, discuss this book, we first have to read it, which we had to do, and analyze it, uh, and to get the, really what Dan Brown is saying. And on page 451 concerning religion, listen what he's saying. Uh, but you told me that the New Testament is based on fabrications. This is a conversation that's taking place between Sophie and the other guy in the book. And Langdon, between Sophie and a man called Langdon. And listen what he's replying. Langdon smiled. Sophie, every faith in the world is based on fabrication. I want to repeat that line. Sophie, every faith in the world is based on fabrication. That is the definition of faith. 
acceptance of that which we imagine to be true, that which we cannot prove. Every religion describes God through metaphor, allegory, and exaggeration, from the early Egyptians right through to the modern Sunday school. Metaphors are a way to help our minds process the unprocessable. The problems arise when we begin to believe literally in our own metaphors. Now, here's the man telling you. In another part of the book, he says, all religion is hogwash. All religion is hogwash. Now, I just want to, because, you know, in the short time that we have, one can't do justice to this topic. But I want to open to the, 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 right in the beginning, before he goes into the book, because, you know, Dan Brown, as we know, is an agnostic or an atheist. So he himself does not believe in religion, as do most of these, uh, you know, satanic groups. Now, he did this book that Da Vinci called, you know, on, on a whole story. He's mixing fact with fiction, Brother Sifat. This book is mix, mixing fact with fiction, making it a nice uh, masala and adding a nice all spices to make it a weaver story about how they're looking for a holy grail, which is believed to be the cup that Jesus, peace be upon him, drank from in the Last Supper. And the whole story is that he married Mary Magdalene, uh, who was, uh, you know, one of his uh, believers, followers, and he was, she was pregnant with one of his, uh, you know, with, when he passed away in the so-called crucifixion. And this Holy Grail is looking for all those things. But I want to go right at the beginning of the book. So this book is mixed with fact and fiction. But here what he's saying in the first page, before you even start the book, he's got a page called Facts, F-A-C-T. Now, although much of the things in the book is also a story, uh, you know, that he's weaving into it, a fiction story. But on this page, he says, but these are the facts in the book. I'm giving you the facts. He's calling this page the facts in this book. Number one, the Priory of Sion, the Priory of Sion, a European secret society founded in 1099 is a real organization. It's a fact. It's not a conspiracy theory. Now, this is what he's saying there, right? That uh, the, the Priory of Sion, a secret European society founded in 1099, and later on in the book, or if you know your history, you will know that it was this uh, was formed by the Pope, you know, uh, in, the, in, in the Vatican, and they created this society after the capturing of Jerusalem by the French king. Uh, you know, Godfrey, uh, after they captured Jerusalem. Fact number two, Brother Shafar. The Vatican organization known as Opus Dei, Opus Dei, O-P-U-S-D-E, is a deeply devout Catholic sect that has been the topic of recent controversy due to reports of brainwashing, coercion, and a dangerous practice known as corporal mortification. They have just completed, the Opus Dei has just completed constructing a $47 million national headquarters at 243 Lexington House in New York City. So he's talking about the Priory of Sion and Opus Dei. Why I'm mentioning these two points? 
Brother Safar, now that we're going to, I give you this background so that we bring it through what the Brother Craig is saying. If you go and look at who is this organization called the, the Priori of Seyon, this is a Catholic group. Till today, this Priori of Seyon worship Mary, uh, worship Mary. They are the female. Another big theme in this book is that we need to break away from the patriarchy. We need to break away from the patriarchy of which came with all religions. They believe all the prophets were males, and therefore it is patriarchy. We must break away, and we must start worshipping females, our goddesses, all our goddesses. And that is why the big move of the feminist movement these people who are following these things, I want you to know also, Brother Safar, that they are actually satanic worshippers. This priory of Sion and Opus Dei, and these people are the Knights Templars who later on at the beginning when they dug up the scrolls, they are openly satanic worshippers, uh, you know, and all the thing that goes with it. Homosexuals and all those rituals of uh, human sacrifice offerings, this is all in this book. And it is this group that said they want to rule the world. They want to remove religion from the world, and they want to reuse male dominance from the world, and we will want to bring in the female. That's why Mary, because they believe that Mary, whether Mary Magdalene or Mary, the mother of Jesus, peace be upon him, they are moving along those lines. Now, I want to mention the last point. about It's all about dominance and world control. They want to control the world as this group that will control the world through this kind of philosophy. Anti-God, Satan worship, homosexuality, and all these things. Now, you know, I want to tell you the last thing because of time, Brother Shafar. I'm reading again from the book on page 357 about this millennium thing and this period we are in. I'm here, I'm quoting now. In terms of prophecy, we are currently in an epoch of enormous change. Remember this book was written in the, in the turn of the millennium. Two, two double or three, this book was published. So this research, what Dan Brown is in, is from the last millennium, 1999. And he published the book when we entered 2000 was this millennium. Now look what he said. The millennium has recently passed. And it has ended the 2000 long year astrological age of Pisces, which is the fish, which is also the sign of Jesus. As any astrological symbiologist could tell you. Now what he is going on, the Piscean ID believes that man must be told what to do by higher powers. Hence, he has, it was a time of fervent religion. From Jesus, for the next 2,000 years, it was a time of fervent religion. Because man was still small. Man did not evolve. Man was still ignorant. And he needed a higher power called religion. He needed a higher force called God to tell him what to do. But however, now, in the year 2001, 
we have moved into the age of Aquarius. This is the millennium of Aquarius, a water bearer, whose ideal claim is that man will learn the truth himself, and there's no need anymore for a higher power. There's no need now, I'm saying, for religion and God. And look how he ends this. The ideological shift is enormous, and it is occurring right now. This is what's in the book. On page 357. So, what Dan was, Brian was trying to tell us is that, guys, if you are not aware, the world is run by a group of people who don't believe in God, don't believe in all the moral values we have. They are there, they believe in right, life, in might. They believe that they are their own gods and demigods of this world. So, <clears throat> I think, Brother Shafat, a very, very important thing Brother Craig is bringing up uh, again in this morning's discussion. <clears throat> we have forgotten this whole thing. And, uh, you know, it's true that the book is too deep. In fact, if anything, the book has finally destroyed Christianity, whatever last vestiges and remnants of it was, especially in Europe. Everyone who read this book Already Christianity was dying out, in any case, by the year 2000. But this book put the final nail in the coffin of Christianity. And I'm just adding, as we're rounding up, Brother Safar, that the only hope for mankind is Islam. And I'm adding the words of, uh, you know, Henry Ford I. He says also, Henry Ford I also said, that he said when he spoke of Zionism in his book, he wrote a book called The International Jew. And he says, Christianity lies prostrate at the feet of Zionism. Christianity lies prostrate at the feet of Zionism. In other words, they have capitulated. Zionism, this movement, which is a secular movement, which cannot be a religious movement, it is a godless movement. Which, which kind of a movement will allow you to kill children and men and women? Which kind of religion would tell you to, to, to take over the house of the, the, the person who helped you as a refugee, <clears throat> but to usurp him and kill him and take over his home? This is not a religion. This is a man-made, uh, you know, uh, ideological, uh, you know, law of the jungle, animal laws. But now, Henry Ford added, and I'm adding, and I'm ending with this. Henry Ford also said, they have already capitulated. <clears throat> the only hope and, for, and salvation for mankind is the Muslims, provided they wake up in time. Provided they wake up in time. Well, I end with this, Brother Shafar. Maybe Brother Craig is giving us a chance to wake up again. Your show at the Cyrus FM, you, Shafar, and your team, always bringing important issues. You know, maybe all unite. This is not the thing about Islam. And anti-religion. It's between moral values and immoral values. Muslims, Jews, Christians, black, white, blue, green, all that have to unite now and think who want to take over this world. 
Absolutely brilliant, uh, Rafiq Hassan. Allah bless you for your thoughts. And uh, yeah, as you said, we should thank uh, Brother Craig uh, for bringing this issue up. And uh, you actually brought out uh, the, uh, you know, you, you, uh, I can't find any other word. The genius in Rafiq Hassan, who also had written a booklet on uh, the Vinci Code. And, you know, we quite forgot about that. But Rafiq, yeah, you know, all in your mind and then you bring it to the fore. And in, in that 15 minutes, you actually gave us the knockout punch. You gave us, uh, you know, the problems and you looked at it. And then at the end, you gave us the solutions. So Allah bless you, Rafiq, and your parting words uh, this morning. But it seems like uh, we have a problem with our Rafiq's line there. But on uh, the whole, mashallah, brilliant uh, Nasiya coming through. And as we said, we thank uh, Brother Craig once more that he has, uh, you know, brought up this issue. And it's so important, uh, listeners for you to send us uh, your queries and I uh, you know to discuss it with uh, Rafiq Hassan. I can tell you, uh, um, Yusuf, I'm sure I learned uh, quite a few things from Rafiq this morning also. But time for us to go to the uh, marketplace. When we get back, inshallah, we'll be talking to Abu Bakr. See that on Muslim News. Four hours a day sharing the peace and light of Islam. This is Sirius FM broadcasting live in the East Rand on 105.7 FM and throughout the world. www.siriusfm.net. <laughs> 